Music with a message on the Messenger of Good News Worldwide, KFUO, KFUO.org, AM850 here in the St. Louis region. I'm Gary. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Good afternoon, Pastor Worth. Good afternoon, Gary. Now, you know, as Christians, we believe in creation, but are there certain arguments that us creationists should avoid when we're talking to evolutionists? Absolutely. You know, as Bible-believing Christians, we believe what God teaches us about all things, including creation, the fall into sin, uh, the flood of Noah's day, and everything the leading up to and including especially the virgin birth, perfect life, sacrificial death, a victorious resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, in whom alone we have salvation. And in First Peter chapter 3, verse 15, we read, In your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. We've often used that Bible verse, as, as Christians do, as a springboard to talk about the importance of Christian apologetics, that is, defending the faith by using uh, information that God has made available to us outside of the Bible that certainly intersects with, with what is in the Bible, so we can defend the Bible against the attacks of those outside of the faith who want to say the Bible is not true, uh, there is no God, uh, we happen by evolution, not by creation, and so on and so forth. So certainly, uh, as we get into a new school year, as we talked about last time together, Christian students and Christian teachers certainly want to look for opportunities to witness to our Lord Jesus Christ and to make that defense with gentleness and respect, helping people to realize that their ideas that they think are so strong against the Bible, against God, against Christ, uh, really don't stand up to scrutiny. But sometimes Christians are misled and have kind of wrong ideas that aren't in keeping with biblical truth or are not in keeping with facts in terms of things that can be known outside of the Bible, and we need to avoid those. So I wanted to make known to our listeners that there are good resources in that regard so that if they have questions or are thinking about talking to somebody about the faith, they might want to consult these. At creation.com, that's a good resource for many things. If you type into the search field, arguments we think creationists should not use, they have a, quite a long list of arguments that Christians should not use, and each of those then has, is a link. So if you click on it, then there's an article that explains why that argument should not be used. In a similar way, if you go to answersingenesis.org, uh, that's a you know, creation uh, the Creation Museum, Ark Encounter, Ken Ham, and his organization. Again, many, many very useful uh, resources there. And if you type into the search field, arguments to avoid, they have, again, a list of arguments that Christians should avoid so that they don't wind up shooting themselves in the foot as they're trying to you know, make that defense of the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, doing it with gentleness and respect. Let me give you one example of, of this. Uh, I've often heard people say this, if humans evolved from apes, why do apes still exist today? So if you go to that and you click on it, uh, I'll just, there's an answer there provided by Dr. Tommy Mitchell at Answers in Genesis, and it's a short one and very much to the point, which basically comes down to this, that when Christians say, well, if 
humans evolved from apes, then how come there are still apes? They misunderstand what the evolutionary position actually is. Never a good uh, thing to do to misunderstand the position of your opponent. You really need to correctly understand their position before you can provide an answer to it. So what do evolutionists actually say? Not that humans today evolved from apes today so that, you know, there would be no apes because we all turn into humans from apes. No, instead that they would say millions of years ago, there was a group of creatures from which both modern apes and modern humans descended, and that they kind of divided in terms of this group reproduced separately from this group over here, and over a vast time period, this group uh, became what is today the various kinds of apes, and this group over here turned into what today are modern humans. That's more in keeping with what the evolutionists teach. Now, there's not good ev- evidence for that, and we have good arguments against that position too, but by just putting out there that if apes turned into humans, then there would be no more apes. That's really a straw man fallacy, a misrepresentation of the opponent's position. And we don't want to fall into that trap. So what you're saying basically is, uh, you know, find out what they, what the evolutionists believe in, and then be able to defend Christianity with that point. So that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Correctly. You want to have the correct information Mm -hmm. that answers their correct position, which is very important to do. Then in the example you used, could use the uh, Answers Genesis or any of the other websites to educate yourself to tell them why that belief, what they actually believe in, is wrong. That's precisely what we're saying. And again, when you go to these websites, they have other links at each of these articles to other articles that give you more information on any particular uh, topic that you are interested in, including this one about, okay, so if this is what they really believe, that is, if evolutionists really present that human beings today and the apes that exist today descended from a common ancestor, then what are the correct arguments to use to show that that is not correct. And again, there's a lot of really good material, and many of the articles in that regard have to do with information by Dr. David Menton, who's very, very, very knowledgeable and very, very good at helping people understand what, for example, the fossil evidence really indicates, which is not that humans and apes evolve from a common ancestor. And we don't have time to get into all that today, but I highly recommend that you go to these websites, answersingenesis.org and creation.com, to find lots of good, helpful information there. Do we have time for one more thing, or sure. do we have to we wrap have, it up? We, no, we have time. We go to answersingenesis.org. Uh, they have an, art, uh, an article called 12 Arguments Evolutionists should avoid. And that's a helpful one to know, too, because that helps you realize some of the arguments that evolutionists commonly use that also involve uh, erroneous ideas. And Christians, again, should be tuned into that so that if their friends or relatives who believe in evolution trot those out, you would have a ready-made answer to those, too. So let me just kind of run through some of those titles. And again, if you go to Answers in Genesis to give you more information about each one. First of all, our evolution is a fact. And so they have an answer for that 
position. Only the uneducated reject evolution. They have a good uh, article or series of articles on that. Overwhelming evidence in all fields of science supports evolution. Once again, they have wonderful answers to, to that objection. Doubting evolution is like doubting gravity. You know, that's one we've heard over and over again. And, you know, the short answer to that is, well, you can prove gravity, you know, take your pencil, drop it on the floor. You can do that over and over again. It always happens. See, that's observational science will tell you in the present, an observational thing that you can repeat over and over again shows gravity. Now, what we want our opponent to do is let's take a single-celled organism like an amoeba and turn it into a goat. Okay, go ahead. We'll wait. <laughs> Doesn't happen, right? right. And they say, oh, but it takes millions of years. Well, what this points out is the fundamental difference between observable, repeatable, op- operational science versus what cannot be tested that way by repeatable experimentation, namely theories about origins. And uh, again, they've got some really good articles that are linked to that very point as well. And many, many other uh, articles they have here. Uh, natural, ex- natural selection is evolution. Well, actually, it's not. And they have answers to that and so many of their statements that evolutionists make. Yeah, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, it's funny how they just throw time at it. If Well, we can't figure it out, but if you add a million years, that's what makes it work. Well, I'm into photography. That's one of my uh, passions. And you, many years ago, like in junior high, I had a dark room where I developed film. And if I missed something along the way in that process of developing a roll of film... It didn't matter how much time I waited for it to come out. It wasn't going to come out because I missed something along the way. And the same thing with cooking. You know, you miss something in your recipe. It, you can't throw time at it and solve it. And I, Those are just a couple of things that I think about when I think about how they, they, well, it took a million years or a billion years for that to happen because they exactly. can't explain it, you know. Exactly. And in the two examples that you give of developing film or cooking a recipe, in the end, it takes intelligent manipulation to make the thing happen right. anyway. Mm-hmm. And so only an intelligent person who intelligently designs the process can think through, if I do this and this and this and this in the right order, mm-hmm. using the right chemicals or the right ingredients, then I can arrive in the end at the proper outcome with uh, a color film that's developed or a recipe that turns mm-hmm. out perfectly. Yeah. And as you point out, mistakes along the way do not improve it. And that would be equivalent to mutations. You know, and when people say, oh, if you have enough mutations over millions and billions right. of years, then anything can happen as well. No, the mutations are like mis- mistakes that you make along the way that usually are going to Im- not improve things, but destroy it. Uh, so, again, there's answers to that also if you go to answersingenesis.org or creation.com. Wonderful resources for our listeners. Okay. Can you lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? I would be happy to do so. Let us pray. Oh, Lord God, help us always, by the power of your Holy Spirit through the gospel, to honor Christ the Lord as holy, and make us always prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks us for the reason for the hope that we have. Help us to do it with gentleness and respect. Help us to avoid foolish arguments and help us instead to know your word and to know the facts that we can know with our reason and our senses that together we may make a good, joyful, 
winsome witness to those around us, that they may know that Jesus Christ is your Son, our crucified and risen Savior and Lord. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Pastor Worth. And I'm on vacation next week, so about two weeks from now we'll pick back up with the program. Have a great vacation. Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. We are the messenger of good news, KFUO.org on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our Facebook address is facebook.com slash KFUO radio.